Hello and welcome to the Film Classification Podcast from the BBFC. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! I've got a bad feeling about this. Hello and welcome to the Film Classification Podcast from the BBFC. It's podcast number 19. We're getting up to big numbers now, aren't we? Thank you very much indeed for joining us. My name is James Blatch. And we've got an interesting episode today because we're talking about not film or video, but the thing in your back pocket, the mobile phone. But more of that in a moment. As always, we start with the latest news concerning the world of film classification, a very small niche world of film classification. The first thing to announce is that the BBFC has been running a children's poster competition. Uh, This has been a fabulous uh, exercise for us because we've had loads and loads of entries, 130-odd, I think, in the end, uh, numbers of school children who had designed posters. The idea of the posters was to educate people about the PG, the 12, the U, the junior certificates, all the way up to 18. And we had some fantastic imaginative ideas. We also had entries really from one end of the country to another. One of them was up in one of the winners, East Dumbartonshire, I noticed. Another one down uh, connected with the Duke of York's, a beautiful Duke of York's cinema down in Brighton. Um, the winners, I just mentioned a, a few of them, I'm not going to go through everyone, but Cameron Goodchild of Claremont School in Westfield and East Sussex got the judge's choice, and that was for his PG category poster. So well done, Cameron. Uh, the U category was picked up by Maddie Pickering from the Duke of York's in Brighton. The 12A went to Joshua Johnston of Campbell College Junior School in Belfast. Uh, the 15 went to Sean Fairbrother and Emma Staniland of Mansell Primary School in Sheffield. And the 18 also went to Campbell College Junior School in Belfast, Hugh Minford. And I think there were quite a few other names who chipped in with that poster as well. You can see a full list of winners on our website, bbfc.co.uk. And, and here's the important thing, that if you're connected with the school, you can get free copies of these posters simply by contacting us at the BBFC. If you use the education email address, that's education at bbfc.co.uk education at bbfc.co.uk to get your copy of those fabulous posters um well done by the way for everyone who took part in that and uh, entered it it was um it was a brilliant thing to do and i'm sure we're going to be doing something similar in the future okay what else we've got well safer internet day took place on the 11th of february and uh, i think we were more involved this year than we ever have been before we did quite a lot for it remember this time last year we had an interview Uh, on the subject on the podcast this year we created two videos Lucy Brett hosting those uh, one aimed at adults one aimed at children which explains the role of the BBFC how we work and how you can use the information that we provide to make those decisions Uh, the day itself was broadcast it was live streamed actually over on saferinternetdaytv.com I don't want to flood you with website addresses but uh, if you're interested in this subject they do have links Uh, to their YouTube channel now with what was streamed is now packaged up into bite-sized chunks. That's saferinternetdaytv.com. This is such an important subject. It's a difficult and bewildering area for parents. And so I think that uh, the more information you can get, they they have some absolutely fabulous material 
Um, they have books aimed at primary school children, just introduce them in a very uh, appropriate way to navigating the web. Uh, the EU's put some money into this area as well. They've produced some videos and you can get links to all of those. Our website, bbfc.co.uk, if you look on our list of news items, you'll see a fairly comprehensive uh, list of what went out there and the resources and materials that are available. And finally, the boss, DAC, David Cook, has been talking in The Guardian about sex. Uh, this was, I suppose, prompted by films such as Blue is the Warmest Colour and Nymphomaniac. And you can read his take on public attitudes in this area uh, by searching for him on The Guardian website, the most recent interview. So, yes, as I've been saying for some time here on the podcast, the BBFC is no longer just the preserve of age rating films and video. Increasingly, you're going to find our certificates popping up online and even on airlines. In fact, you may even be listening to this very podcast while flying on a Virgin Atlantic jet. But some of our work happens more behind the scenes, so you might not even be aware of it. Uh, one such area is the work that goes into rating content on mobile phones. It's only a few months old. A few moments ago, I caught up with our own David Austin, Assistant Director here, and Hamish McLeod from the Mobile Broadband Group to explain a bit more. So in September last year, the BBFC took over from the Independent Mobile Classification Board, the IMCB, in providing independent classification framework that underpins the Mobile Operators Code of Practice. Now that was established back in 2004 for the self-regulation of new forms of content on mobile. Well, we're six months into the partnership. Time to catch up and uh, see how it's going. I've got David Austin, Assistant Director here at the BBFC with me, and Hamish McLeod, Chair of the Mobile Broadband Group, um, about how this particular partnership came about and how the framework really works. So Hamish, I'm gonna start with you if I can. Um, why do the mobile operators take this approach? And key question, how does such a framework really protect children? Well, all the mobile operators offer a filter on their internet access service uh, to protect children from inappropriate content, uh, by which we mean customers under the age of 18. Uh, but making the judgments as to what is adult content and what is not is sometimes quite tricky. And BBFC's role is to bring their years of expertise uh, and their experience to help us make those fine judgments. Okay, well David, um, you've been involved in drawing up the framework and then seeing how it's going to work as a partnership. How did you set about that task? Well the first thing we did was take our classification guidelines um, and these, as you know from our podcast last time, are based on large-scale public consultations. So 10,000 people tell us what they think every four years, tell us what they think is acceptable or not acceptable in the different age categories. So we took the 18 uh, category and the R18 category and any content that we would rate at 18 or R18 um, is put behind um, adult filters, the adult filters that Hamish was talking about. Now you have the opportunity I guess as mobile operators or you can oversee the mobile operators to do a lot of this themselves in-house. What's the advantage to you of having the BBFC on board here? Well the BBFC has provided us with a, with a framework uh, based on their long, long experience and, um, and that framework will describe what type of content they would regard as suitable only for adults. And we take that framework and uh, we pass it to our contracted third party filtering companies. And they, as part of their work, they're categorizing every single 
websites, 600 million or whatever there are of them now. They're categorizing every single one of them. Uh, and there are about 10 categories, which in accordance with the, with the BBFC framework are adult categories. And if they're adult categories, then our filters will catch them and they, the content won't be passed through to uh, customers who are under age 18. Okay, and, and Dave, we've, we're used to how the BBFC works. Proactive, they look at the material before it goes into cinema, they look yeah. at DVDs before they go into the shops. How is this system going to be working? I think that the best analogy is to think of it as like the Ofcom code for, for mobile, um, for content delivered on, via mobile networks. So we set the standards based on R18 and R18 guidelines, and these are published on the website, so you, anyone can have, go and have a look at our website and see what's, what we consider suitable for adults only. And as Hamish said, the mobile operators and their filtering companies apply those standards. Now, because filters aren't perfect, they, have, they will inevitably, as sure as night follows day, be cases of overblocking and underblocking. So what we do in addition to setting the standards is is deal with those cases of overblocking and underblocking. So if if you as a member of public of a member of the public think, for example, that this site is suitable for adults but is not being put behind filters, or if you as a website owner think that your website shouldn't be put behind adult filters and it is being put behind adult filters, you can um, there's an appeals process and you can find the details of this again on the BBFC website. It's a two-tier process. So in the first instance, you'll be directed to the relevant operator. And then that operator um, will, within five days maximum, and often it's much quicker, it's generally much quicker, but they have a five-day period to look at the content and consider whether it should be put behind filters or not. If, if you then, as a member of the public or a website owner, or whoever you are, are not satisfied with the response of the mobile operator, you can then come to us and we will look independently at the content. And so far we've had around 10 um, cases where the appeal has come to us. And these are published on the website so you can see exactly what the websites were and what the issues were. And they range from you know, cases where it's very easy, we can decide in a couple of hours whether a site needs to be put behind filters or not, or the more complex ones. And I'd just like to mention one complex one, and again, you can see the details okay. on the website. It was a site that was being put behind filters as a pro-suicide site. It was called Dignity in Dying. And in this case, the network operator asked us for advice as to whether it really was a suicide, a pro-suicide site, and whether it should really be put behind filters. And we, at the request of the operator, had a look at the site, um, Dignity in Dying, and we concluded that it was not a pro-suicide site at all. It's a, it's a campaigning website, campaigning for change in the UK law about assisted dying. Uh, it's, it, it's, uh, it took a very responsible approach to suicide and it was not advocating suicide at all. It was not advocating uh, break, breaking UK law. Um, in fact, we got legal advice just to confirm that. And, it's, it, and it raises the sort of issues that are discussed in, um, in schools at GCSE. Uh, my kids discuss this issue with their, it's part of their GCSE curriculum and it's discussed in wider mm. society. We didn't, we didn't consider that the type of content on that site, for instance, needed to go behind adult filters. Yep. So we got back in touch with the operator and said, yes, we, we, um, thanks for raising this with us and we, we agree it should not be, be put behind adult filters. And so those filters were removed. And I think that's really interesting because one of the, when you look at a lot of the social media sites and then this sort of internet domain, you do see these classification systems that, compared to what we do in the BBFC, are blunt tools. 
and they can, as you say, overblocking and underblocking is a big issue. And here's an example of how, with a bit of BBFC help, you can get human decisions again in the process. Not for the majority, which will just be fine, won't they? And yeah. won't need human intervention, but when needed. And I guess that's a great advantage for the industry, Hamish. It's a slightly more sophisticated way of doing it. It's a much more sophisticated way of doing it, and uh, it avoids uh, the need for the operators to make individual decisions themselves, which are, as David has just been covering, can occasionally extremely difficult. So that's where. And why should they be experts at that? And they're not experts, and they don't hold themselves out as experts. So this is a good way of getting a consistent, informed decision. But do the mobile operators still have their own system before it gets to this stage of, of? regulating content? Well, um, O2 and EE offer stricter levels of of filtering, which are optional settings for much younger children. Uh, And, um, but in the same way, if customers feel that there are overblocking and underblocking examples, um, you can contact the operator and within five days you you will get an answer. At the moment, that is not backed off to the the BBFC, but uh, we'll keep that under review. Possibility. Okay, um, Dave, the framework needs to be kept up to date in the same way that we look at our guidelines fairly constantly, although it's perhaps revised once every four or five years. We're looking at them all the time. Are you going to be doing the same thing with this framework? We are. The framework's a living document and we will update it. I like that, a living document, an organism. An organism. And we will uh, update it in the same way that we update our guidelines. Societal concerns change, public opinion changes, what worries parents in 2014 it's not the same as what were parents in 2004 so we will we will change the um the framework uh, to to reflect evolving public attitudes and uh, so hamish i can hear some people listening to the podcast thinking cynically this is just the mobile operators doing the bare minimum box ticking to make sure that they keep downing street and everyone else happy is it is it that or is it more than that i think it's a lot more than that and um we've been doing this for getting on for 10 years now and um, although we've only just come to the to the, to the BBFC, the, the the driver behind that is far far more customers are using their mobile to access the internet. So that's why it's been necessary to to bring in this partnership. Uh, but we've over the time we've engaged with a lot of external stakeholders, and they have really welcomed the fact that we've partnered with the BBFC to bring this transparency, objectivity. And experience to to bear on the process and and really make sure that the the filtering is done to the highest possible standards. Okay, well, Hamish and Dave, thank you both very much indeed for joining us. I guess it's another example of how the research, the long term research that we've been carrying out in this building that goes into film classification, is being adapted in the digital world. It's quite exciting for us, isn't it? Though it's very exciting. Yeah, we've um, increasingly our work is moving away from our I mean our statutory core work remains the same and we continue to classify films and DVDs but increasingly we're working on self-regulatory systems that apply trusted BBFC standards so with the mobile network operators with video on demand platforms with um, content providers on online so yeah this is a, it's a developing in, a, in very interesting ways. Great. And if you want to see the detail of the framework, you can visit the mobile page on the BBFC website, bbfc.co.uk. Hamish and Dave, thank you both very much. Thank you, James. Thank you. So my thanks to David and Hamish. So the BBFC's approach to classification is starting to have quite a significant impact in providing a safer environment for children and some help to parents in this increasingly fragmented online world. 
Well, that's about it for now. We have some really interesting subjects coming up in the next few months from suicide and self-harm to offence and how we deal with that and other key areas of work here with films and video, particularly under the new guidelines. And we'll be back to our traditional double-headed format next time. I will have a co-host, I promise you, next time. Thank you very much indeed to our editor, Catherine Anderson, and to you for downloading and listening. You can contact us here at podcast at bbfc.co.uk. You can follow us at bbfc on Twitter. But until next time, folks, goodbye. Goodbye.